The following program presents principles designed to promote good health and is not intended to take the place of personalised professional care. The opinions and ideas expressed are those of the speakers. Viewers are encouraged to draw their own conclusions about the information presented. Welcome to Healthy Living. I'm your host, Margot Marshall. It's no fun being sick, having to fight off viruses and infections, is it? Stay tuned to discover things that strengthen our immune system and things that weaken it. Healthy Living is a 13-part production of 3ABN Australia Television, focusing on the health of the whole person, body, mind and spirit. You'll learn natural lifestyle principles with practical health solutions for overall good health. in the studio is Jennifer Skews, a health psychologist, and Dr. John Clark. Welcome, Jennifer, Thank and you. welcome, John. So Thank good to you. have you on the program. We've appreciated all you've done. And now we're talking about the immune system. Very, very important. It is. To keep us well. So, John, what would you like to start off with telling us about the immune system? You know, when I was in high school, I had a teacher who was like uh, the dorm manager and he decided he was going to go on a diet that was mostly fresh fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy was eating uh, basically raw food. Now, before this, he'd been very sickly. He'd have a cold every winter or the flu. He'd have a lot of problems with uh, congestion, post-nasal drip. He was a sickly kid. When he changed and went to a total raw food diet, his symptoms all went away. Mm. He quit having colds and flus. Wow. Well, I called him and talked to him not long ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, how are you doing? He says, well, I'm doing great. I said, are you still on like that raw food diet? And he says, I sure am. I said, how's that going? He says, well, in 25 years, I've never missed a day of work due to being sick. I've never had a cold. I've never had a flu. And it's interesting that studies from the literature, medical journals, show that just such a diet does the best at making your immune system much stronger. Mm. Would you be suggesting a totally raw diet or would you be suggesting a certain amount of raw? What would you, what would you be saying to that? He went totally raw, and I don't suggest a totally raw, but I am saying that if you ate a lot more fresh fruits and vegetables, yeah. you could come closer to yeah. his record of being free from disease. Yes, yes, and that's that's really great. Jenny, what do you think Well, he had that? a good attitude too. Yes. And this is yes. where one yes. of the biggest impacts on the immune system is to do with stress, oh. right? And it, it causes a lot of inflammation in the, mm -hmm. the brain and the body. And when we have prolonged stress, that inflammation doesn't come down. So that will affect the whole system. And every part of our body is impacted by stress. Yes. So it's uh, important that we practice stress management. And this is where the person you're talking about, it sounded like he was enjoying his lifestyle, he was relaxed, he loved his work, uh, and that, that adds in to the dietary principles. So He's a very interesting guy in that, uh, you know, here we are high school students, and you yeah. can imagine how we teased him. 
<laughs> I mean, we would say, uh, you know, oh, here good. comes the gopher. Can we go down and get you some greens or some oleanders, which yeah. are sort of poisonous? That's sort of poisonous, <laughs> yes. And uh, nice. he would just throw it right back at us. He was yeah. he was a good sport, and yeah. so he had a good sense of humor. Another thing that helps immunity. And yeah. let me tell you, this this school had a hay farm mm. where we baled hay into big bales of hay, like sixty mm. pound bales. So see, that would be like thirty kilos. And they're 25 kilos. We would take these bales of hay and throw them up on the back of a big flatbed mm -hmm. truck. Mm -hmm. Well, nobody could throw a bale higher than he, than he could. Wow. And he's, he was on this raw food diet. And we're like, wow, where do you get all that energy? <laughs> you get good energy from good food. Well, That's now right. you know that. Yeah. Now we know that. Mm. And so the immune systems are obviously a vital part of um, staying alive isn't it? I mean, absolutely. It's not if, just um, nice to have it going well, but if we didn't have an immune system, we wouldn't, wouldn't we be wouldn't around. Survive. If you don't have an immune system functioning, even antibiotics can't save you. There's a classic uh, story of a gentleman called Bubble Boy. Oh, yes. Oh, was, yeah. uh, I remember saying that as a movie. There's a movie out on mm. it. And uh, this gentleman was born with no immune system. They knew he was going to be born with no immune system because his brother had the same problem, mm. genetic. And uh, so they had him born in a sterile environment, mm. put him into the bubble, which was a big plastic mm -hmm. incubator, and uh, kept all disease out of there. And he grew up in this bubble. NASA, the space... Uh, uh, organization in the United States got involved and made him a space suit so he could go outside. Mm. But finally they decided to try a stem cell transplant uh, and it didn't work and he passed away. Oh. But all to illustrate, if you don't have an immune system, there's big troubles. And so when you look at what the immune system does, it makes sure that no enemy gets at you. That's right. Mm. It's our fighting force. It's the army in our system, isn't it, that protects us. And this is like, uh, keeps you from getting the disease from viruses, mm. bacteria, mm. and uh, other pathogens. And, and we're battling those all the time. All the time. Uh, there wouldn't be a time, I suppose. Never. That You're we're not battling something. And we don't know about that because, well, sometimes we do. <laughs> sometimes we, you know, come down sick. But uh, other times we wouldn't realise just how busy our immune system is at, at doing all that. See, when your immune system's healthy, you don't feel what the bacteria is mm, or what's going mm, into your system right. because it's busy fighting it and removing it. Yeah. So it's only if you're unhealthy that's when there's a problem. And it's interesting in research now, they've done a lot of research in why these children are growing up like the boy in the bubble because they're yeah. finding now children's immune systems are not as good at times and they found that what parents are doing is putting them into a sterile environment. When I was growing up, we'd be outside, you'd eat snails and dirt. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's what kids do if you look at the, oh. the things that they ingest is quite oh, remarkable. And that challenge the, is the, challenges the immune system to okay. function. And what's happening, they've got all these sterile wipes, and they wipe everything, all the benches get cleaned, and the children are, oh, don't play in the dirt. And they're not doing things that actually help the immune system to grow. It's like a muscle. It needs to be strengthened, okay. so, which is interesting, isn't it? So well, we, it is interesting. I'm not I've telling you to, to send your kids out to eat. Uh, that's no. all right. They're a bit big to do that now. <laughs> but uh, I've heard two schools of thought on that, and yeah. it's, it's, it's a bit of a, a balancing thing, isn't it? It know? is. 
to know when we need, you mm. know, if a child gets an infection, then you're going to treat it and try and yeah. treat it. But the child won't get the infection if their immune system is working mm. really well. Yeah. And that's that principle you talked about in this story. That yeah. Some of the information we get on the immune system comes from when we have had pandemics. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the most classic and the biggest one was the 1918 Spanish influenza. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I got most of my statistics uh, from America, but they had a 30% attack rate, uh, meaning mm. 30% of people would come down with it. Yeah. Uh, but that means 70% did not get it. So mm-hmm. how do you make sure that you are in the 70% mm. instead of the 30%? I mean, this is an important odds to look at here. Mm. And so boosting the immune system so that when anything like that infectious disease, be it SARS, be mm-hmm. it Ebola, be it uh, bird flu, whatever, comes around, you are prepared. What else would help to strengthen the immune system? Uh, what would you say? One thing that's very helpful is to get your rest. Mm-hmm. Interesting study looking at mice. Mm-hmm. They took mice, they put them in two groups. One group, uh, both groups got vaccinated, mm-hmm. and then they deprived one group of sleep one night for seven hours. That was it. And then they gave them a flu virus. The ones who had been vaccinated but had lost their sleep for one night caught the flu as though they'd never been vaccinated. Isn't that interesting? That's that's wow. that's very impressive, and uh, sadly, um, these days I think sleep deprivation is just rampant, because <laughs> since the electric light came in, that was the beginning of it. But now with all these electrical devices and twenty four seven television and and a lot of shops being open twenty four seven. Life just goes on. It used to be that yeah. <laughs> go to bed when the sun went down and so on, yeah. but not anymore. We had a blackout here a few weeks ago, and it was just amazing the difference it made to people. And they started talking to each other and things like that and getting more sleep. But yes, it's, it, sleep deprivation is quite a significant thing. So it's something to be aware of, isn't it? There's the foods, the fresh foods, and then we've got this sleep deprivation. What else might? Well, I was going to say the majority stress. of illnesses um, that I see, like mental, emotional health problems, sleep deprivation is a major part of it. And they're either taking drugs or not sleeping. And where, over a period of time, their immune function goes down so much, they end up getting very, very sick because they're not getting enough sleep. Yeah. Which is, And we're talking about people who go for sometimes years with insomnia. Yes. So you can see our system can be robust to a point, but there's mm. a point where it's worn down. And insomnia is a stress factor. So there's a lot of things not yeah, happening. So they all, yeah. all of these things impact yeah. on each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sleep causes stress. Yeah. Stress causes lots of sleep. And yeah. they do work, yeah. work it's in It's like ways. a vicious cycle when you look at it. Yeah. yeah. But see, stress is pervasive in there's so many things that are stressful in life. Mm-hmm. But it's the person who learns how to deal with the stress and stay focused in the present and solve the problem or you know, maybe fix whatever the problem is if they can or get support to deal with it uh, are the ones who will be healthier than the ones who are going to worry about it, think about it, go over it. And that's where the mind comes into play then. It's important. You mentioned that being in the present. Now, you mentioned that in another program. Yes. Just just tell us okay. about that. We only have the present moment. 
but our brain to be healthy and in balance, and that's what we're talking about mentally, emotionally, we need to keep the whole brain, which is your neocortex, left, right brain, focused in the present moment. And if you look at how often you do that or don't do that during the day, and a lot of people spend the majority of their time either dwelling on the past or fearing the future. So this is where to alleviate stress, I teach people how to what we call be mindful and put your mind in the present. Okay. And that's like body awareness, uh, recognising emotions that come up. Uh, for example, um, I was just talking to John before, and apparently five minutes of anger will impact the immune system negatively for five hours. Now, five minutes? Five minutes of anger. Anger is the most volatile emotion oh. we have. So every time we have that little anger spat, we're actually impacting the immune system for a long period of time. Goodness. Now, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. It yeah, is. One of the antidotes is uh, to stress is laughter. And right. One of, the, one of the best ones is the belly laugh. And yeah. They, they've done studies on that and found that people who have a 10-minute belly laugh a day, their whole system, including immunity, is, is much healthier and it starts in 15 muscles in the stomach and radiates through the whole body, and it's equal to a 20-minute uh, aerobic workout if we have a good belly laugh. Oh, well, I think we should just do one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to. You know, Norman Cousins um, healed himself through yeah. laughter, didn't he? You aware of that one? Yeah. He, was very, he was dying. He was really, really sick, mm. and he was a doctor, so um, he just thought, well, that was the only thing he could think of to do. And um, he laughter was the best medicine. Mm. DVD, funny DVDs mm. and things like that. And he was laughing so much in the hospital, I asked him to leave. So he went to a hotel <laughs> and, and continued. And he got well. Yes. So there's many it's things. The biggest de stressor. Many things. Our mood, uh, what's going on in our mind, we've noticed that in many instances the stress and the sadness and the happiness they impact hugely on the body. And it works both ways. The body impacts on the mind. Yeah. You're focused in the present when you're laughing. That's right. You see, so, and, and it's a type of laughter. It's not laughing at someone, it's laughing no. with people or at yourself or something that happens. I've got plenty of scope when it comes to laughing <laughs> at myself. <laughs> we have to be, see ourselves with humour. Yeah. That will help, again, to yes. keep the immune system healthy. Yeah. So we're looking at lots of good things we mm. can do right. in the present that will keep us that way. And what we eat is present focus. There we go. Mm -hmm. Boy, doesn't that make you hungry? <laughs> so what shall we eat? That's about chewing your food, isn't it? Well, <laughs> and and enjoying using the five senses to enjoy what you eat and the visual image of the food. And you know, there's a lot to lot do that there? helps yeah. strengthen yeah, the whole system. And, and preferably eating with people because mm -hmm. that's that social aspect mm -hmm. is, makes it so nice. And you find that out when you you know people who live alone yeah. and they, they come out that. they say oh it's so nice not to eat yeah. alone and that's it's, a stress all, all part of yeah. all part of what happens and when you look at the immune system the cells that are the most active in fighting like a viral illness are your natural killer cells mm. yes and if you're going to eat something that will wipe out your natural killer cells number one would be eating a high fat diet particularly mm. eating cholesterol Okay. It cuts the number of natural killer cells down and shuts their function down to one-fourth the wow. normal function level. 
Well, stress mm. is the other factor that impacts the uh, these killer cells. Mm. Yeah. Knocks them out as well. Yes, That's it right. does. So you've got a double whammy there. Yeah. So if you're on a bad diet and you're getting depressed and stressed and, and anxious, uh, you're in real trouble. <laughs> in big trouble, you're a sitting duck for the bird flu. That's right, if you're there with the birds. <laughs> or eating them. Is that meant to be a pun? Are you sitting duck for the bird flu? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, uh, and it's just interesting how many things impact us and, how, and, and the directions they come from. And that's why in this program we like to focus on the mental and the physical and the spiritual mm. and the social aspects. And we haven't actually talked about the spiritual input. Jenny, did you have something to say on that? Well, there are a lot of good studies to show that people who have a practicing faith, prayer and faith, and it's, it's not necessarily about going to a church, it's about your belief and your faith in God and you work with that. It, and that's a present moment thing, you see. Okay. So it keeps people focused in the present, have a much healthier overall system, but certainly a healthier immune system. And they do can live up to six, seven years longer because of their faith. And, yeah. and this is well documented. It's not just a, a hearsay thing. No, no. Yeah. They can perhaps pick that up on the fact sheets if they want yes. to, to check yes, that out. Yes, I can do that. that we'll mm. talk about mm. that later in the program. Another aspect to good immune system and good health is living a life where you are helping other people. Yes. We call it benevolence. Yes. Uh, volunteering. People who volunteer for their community have 60% less disease than those who mm. end up just living for themselves. Isn't that, a, that's profound. But you have a look at the focus when you're helping someone. Where mm. are you focused? In the present, right. but you're focused away from yourself. Mm. Stress is when we are self-focused okay. and they find that when people focus out of themselves and help others, their stress levels go right down. That's so you see how. So you're just explaining how this actually mm. works. You've mm. told us it happens, mm. and now you're telling us how it actually works because mm. we're outwardly focused and we, our mind's yeah. not going. And our stress levels come down. Come so down, and it's a good reason to go and help other people. Yes, <laughs> it keeps me healthy. <laughs> I get paid. You get paid. <laughs> All right. Good. Does that does that Same take away John? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And this sort of gets us into a thing we've, we've talked about in other programs: sugar. When a person takes. 12 teaspoons of sugar, about the amount of sugar that would be in mm. one soda, it decreases the immune system by 60%. Mm -hmm. Wow. In other words, the white cell that's supposed to gobble up a bad bacteria, mm. well, instead of gobbling up 14 bacteria, will only gobble up 5.5. Mm. Wow. And then if you got 24 teaspoons of sugar, and it cuts down the immune system so that a white cell will only gobble up one bacteria in the mm -hmm. same amount of time it would have normally done 14. So the amount of sugar, and, and I don't know the statistics on Australia for sugar consumption, but in America, the average American is consuming about 44 teaspoons of sugar per day. It used to be about 35 here, but they're older mm. statistics. So it's probably be on par now, particularly with, you know, you look at junk food and added sugars and all sorts of things and people drinking the soda drinks and that. And that's a good point. People don't always realize where their sugar's coming no, from. No, no. It's hidden I mean, sugars. Hidden sugars. If yes. We said a soda would have 12 teaspoons of sugar for your average soda, but mm. did you know if you uh, eat cornflakes and milk mm -hmm. for breakfast, it'll be about 16 teaspoons of sugar in your bloodstream, mm. even though they may not have sugar on the label because the carbohydrate is so refined by mm. the way they cook mm. it mm. that you end up with a high sugar load in your bloodstream. Well, sweet biscuits is about seven, one yes. little sweet biscuit. So, yeah, yeah. so this There's is... There's lots and lots of ways that it mm. sneaks in. And, and who would ever think that there would be 
was it 12 teaspoons in a can of, we call it soft drink in this country. Mm. <laughs> you don't but but like just so that people know, <laughs> yeah, we do have soda as well. well one of the health mm. principles I practice with my clients is get them to start reading labels. Yes. When they go shopping yes. and take, even if they just do one product every time they shop or yes. if they can do more and they're often shocked at what yeah. they find they're eating. I was doing a supermarket tour once with some school <laughs> okay. children yes. and this little boy, he was just about 10 and that's as young as we usually take yeah. them on a, on a tour. And we were looking at the labels and seeing how much sugar was in, uh, I just don't remember what the product yeah. was now, but it wasn't in the confectionery aisle, I do know that. And he was so shocked, he said, I'm going to be telling my mother about this. <laughs> <laughs> what a good idea. Yeah, what, what a good idea. Where it needs to go. And uh, yeah, just uh, dear little kid. <laughs> and people get tricked by this. For example, in, in West Virginia and America, there got to be a big lobby going that they should take the soda machines or pop machines, what do you call it? Uh, uh, soft, soft drink machines Ooh. out of the schools and uh, put in juice machines, <laughs> and they did. Uh, and somebody came and looked at the, the quantity of sugar in mm -hmm. the juices, and they compared three juices to the top soda, and all the juices had more sugar, sugar Because it's than sugar in the juice and added yeah. sugars, usually. Yeah. And, that's, and that's been a refined thing, too, because, um, you know, the fruit's been, you know, extracted out and the fibre's gone, mm -hmm. and so it's, it's different from having it with right there in the fruit uh, when, you, when you do that to it. So those sugars which eaten in the whole fruit, say an apple or something, mm. is, is missing all of that fibre and all that chewing and everything. So that's, those sugars aren't as good for you when they've been extracted and pulled out. Mm. That's correct. Yeah, because when you're looking at children, immunity starts at a very young age. And we were talking about this before. So what are your yes, thoughts on that? That's right. John? You know, a lot of people have their child and then they go look down to the supermarket where they get all their food for something for the child. Yeah. Mm. And that's baby formula, mm. which is hugely refined. And uh, uh, instead of using the best food for oh. the baby, and the best food for the baby is mother's milk. Mm. Mm -hmm. And studies show that if you breastfeed a baby for two years, their whole life they have a better immune system. Their whole life they have less diseases. They're more intelligent. Yes. A lot of benefits. I just noticed on the World Health Organization website just, just a day or so ago, two years. That, that's what, like you just said, that's what they recommend. Uh. Obviously, you introduce uh, suitable foods at six months, but it should be exclusively breastfed for six months and then continue for two years well, and that, that's something yeah. that would be such a gift I mean we spend a fortune on presents for children and toys and things like that but what mm. a gift to give them you know to strengthen their immune system when you can and I, and I know some I know some parents are not able some mothers aren't able to do that I know the fathers can't but <laughs> 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 but um, but is it, that a second? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> no, but uh, but and I know some people can't. <laughs> but if you can, it, it's just such an incredible gift for their whole life. You know, toys wear out, but what a gift! What's well, that first few days of mm. feeding, breastfeeding? Once the child's born, I think it's is it five days? It's a period of time that they're having as a colostrum, colostrum. where that is builds the immune system. Mm. And if the mm. child doesn't have that, yeah. that's when 
the immunity is going to struggle. Yes, and even if they could do that much, like yes. any amount is going yes. to be better. Yes, better than nothing. Better than at all. nothing. Mm. But um, all of this, all of these things we talk about that are going to be helpful, they obviously involve change, and that's that can be a bit of a challenge. And we ought mm -hmm. to just have a little mention of that. I came across this gorgeous quote. It's a Chinese proverb. And it said, when the winds of change blow, mm -hmm. some people build walls and others build windmills. <laughs> and I like that. I, I think that's tremendous. And so I guess there's some people out there thinking, maybe that you've already got some walls going up, or maybe you're thinking, yes, yes, I'm going to try that. I'm, I'm going to do more. And I hope that, I hope that you are, because uh, it's a good opportunity to be motivated to do that. Yes, it is. And this yeah. is where change, again, that's what I do. I bring help people bring about change. Yes. Um, and and that's, that's huge because mm. I think change is something we usually need help with. It's not yes. something, and, and some people resist it more than others. They do. And that's part of the personality. That's part of the personality. Yeah. But I encourage people, if they're struggling to change, to get help whether it be yes. professional or read a book or find information. Or all of, the, all of the above, above. Mm. all of the above, because mm. it is, it's a, not an easy thing to do. We can mm. be very motivated at a certain time and then that can just go down and that's where the support yes. needs to come in. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And change is important. <clears throat> we have the saying that uh, uh, craziness is doing the same thing over and over <laughs> again and expecting yeah. different results. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, and so change is inevitable. People who don't change or can't change or really won't change because it is a choice uh, have much higher stress levels ah. than people who can go with the flow or yeah. initiate change more easily. All right. So people who are really stuck yeah. where they are, you're saying, you're saying that's a stressful thing? Yeah, they have a lot of adrenaline, oh. a lot of cortisol because they're fighting change and they're very threatened by change. Oh. And it's usually underpinned okay. by their insecurity, which often starts at a very early age. So that's where, again, I help people to... Oh start to feel secure that they can face change and it's not such a threat to them. I, I wouldn't have actually realised that. I mm. thought people who stayed put, they're not changing, so they're not going through the stress. But no, you it's say actually they worse. Are. That, mm. That's interesting. It is, isn't it? That's interesting. I'll be more sympathetic to someone I know <laughs> <laughs> who uh, is very stuck. Yeah, stuck. No change, no yeah. change, because they're going through... Um, they're going through more stress than maybe people who, yeah. Well, they are. They're Thank going through a that. lot of stress at that point of time. So, yes, and, and people need to learn that. They, they, they're stuck in one mode because of what's happened to them and, you know, they fear change, so. Yeah, and they must maintain the status quo. That yes. seems yes. to be their yeah. main goal in life. <laughs> and while they're remaining uh, fixed and not changing, there is nothing else that isn't changing. That's right. Yeah, everything so changes. Our life changes constantly. Yeah. And we have to learn to deal with that. Mm. Yeah. Now, one change that people could make is eat an apple a day. Yes, yes. And that's not good for your business, though. Wow. Well, <laughs> that is. Keeping, that's always keeping your the, business. Keeping the doctor away. <laughs> yeah. And studies of people who eat an apple a day show that they do get fewer uh, lung diseases. Mm -hmm. uh, their mm -hmm. lungs work better for breathing. They actually mm -hmm. breathe an extra 150 milliliters of air with every breath. And it cuts down just, on just the number of viruses that, that they get. How much extra air? 150 milliliters of air with every breath. So we worked out that was just over a half a cup. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of more volume, isn't it? 
It's <laughs> just just because you're eating an apple a day, did you say? An apple a day. Mm. And you have more, uh, and then some more oxygen to the brain, more, mm -hmm. more capacity to... Nutrients. Yeah. And and I was going to say, they're finding out more and more now about mm. apples scientifically, and it really is an apple a day keeps the doctor away. I wonder how they a knew lot it right back then. I wonder how, because that's such an old saying, an apple a day keeps mm. the doctor away. But it's true. And they're really finding out more and more that mm. it's a tremendous amount of... Mm. Uh, the truth in that. And with the immune system, what we're looking at is it increases the number of natural killer cells. Okay. And it's got uh, phytochemicals like quercetin that actually work as virus um, suppressors mm -hmm. so they don't multiply so much ah. in the cells. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we've covered some really good things today, things that work for us mm -hmm. and then there are things that work against us. Yes. So it um, be really good if we could encourage our viewing audience to um, and our, our listeners to embrace change. Take on something. <laughs> yes, embrace change. Love and it. Think of at least one thing yeah, that, that would actually be. work for them. And so we'll wrap up our program today and if you'd like a fact sheet of what we've talked about or you'd like to watch our programs on demand, visit our website 3abnaustralia.org.au and then you just click on the, on the watch button. And John and Jennifer are happy to answer your questions personally. We probably haven't covered everything you'd like to know or there might be another thing you'd, you know, on another topic. So you can email them at healthyliving at 3abnaustralia.org.au and we hope, look forward to having you join us next time on Healthy Living because we have many topics to discuss and we hope that will be very helpful to you.